while in seminary, um, there was a couple authors that uh, were somewhat popular. I can't think of their names now, but uh, somewhat popular. And uh, they, they both uh, said that there's no way Jesus would have eaten, eaten this baked fish. And what does it symbolize and all this stuff and, and on and on. And I'm sitting there like, come on, this again. Uh, we, we have a tendency as human beings to, to explain away things. Uh, and uh, one, one of the authors was taken from a more positive side. The other one was from a more negative uh, side that this could not have possibly happened at all. The other one uh, had a, more of a case that Jesus in his resurrected body, uh, the body transformed, and as I, I said before, not resuscitated but resurrected uh, to never die again, that body is transformed. And we see one of the, one of the um, elements of that transformation or one of the qualities of that transformation, that Jesus can go into that locked room, he can stand suddenly in their midst, or as we saw yesterday, he can disappear from their midst. He can come and go as, uh, with, a, with a single thought. That's something that I hope we know we can't do. But ghosts apparently could do and so as Jesus comes into their presence, they're startled, they're terrified, and they're, they're thinking, this must be a ghost. And so he eats. He didn't need to eat. He didn't need food. But he ate anyway. Why? Because he wanted to prove to them that he was real. So... When we look at what Jesus says and what Jesus does today, we begin to understand that Jesus just doesn't abandon us. He doesn't leave us. He wants us to believe. He wants the, wanted the disciples, the apostles, to believe. And, and he comes into their midst and peace be with you. Well, why did he say that? Well, it was something that he said frequently, but every resurrection account begins with that peace be with you. And we know that peace is much more than an absence of war, absence of conflict. Peace is where everything is working together, where we have that, that oneness with God our Father, God our Creator, and we, we know that oneness. And that oneness then extends to, not only to us, but it extends out, where we have that sense of comfort, the sense of unity, the sense of love, the apostles at this point didn't quite have it. They're, they're wondering what this means. They just heard, as we heard yesterday, the, the, the account of the Clopas and his companion on the road to Emmaus. And they're, they're still wondering, what does this mean? And Jesus comes and tells them what it means. It means peace. Why are you troubled? Why do questions arise? See, look at me, touch me. As we'll hear on Sunday, that touch is necessary almost. A touch is necessary for them. But then he goes that step further and eats the fish, though he had no need, in order to show he is real. And like I already said, I think Jesus continues to do such a thing in our own lives. If we have our eyes opened, if we have our hearts opened 
that he's willing to do whatever it takes to get our attention, whatever it takes to show that he is real, that he is here. And sometimes we've closed our hearts, our minds, our, our eyes. We think that Jesus Christ cannot come into our hearts, that Jesus Christ cannot come into our lives, that we've, uh, yes, we can lock the door so hard that he cannot come into our hearts. But if we allow him, if we give him that space, if we give him that, that right, he will come in. And he will do whatever it takes to prove to us he is real. I think that's the beauty of this gospel passage for us, that Jesus Christ wants to show his love to us in whatever means necessary, by whatever means necessary. Today in our first reading, I didn't talk about it yesterday, but it follows on that heels, we have that beggar who is healed, that lame beggar, and uh, something I read uh, this morning pointed out that that beggar most likely had encountered Jesus maybe even, or had seen Jesus but hadn't been healed. And he looks upon Peter and John and, and he looks with anticipation, thinking he's going to get something, some money. And Peter responds, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you freely. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And they're amazed at this. Everyone else is amazed at this. Sometimes Jesus allows healing to prove himself. Maybe if we have the eyes, our eyes opened, we can see that. And we know now, we've, we've explained away much like uh, that more negative one has tried to explain away the, the eating of fish. We try to explain away healing while well, it was just science, just medicine. But isn't that a miracle in and of itself? That God has given human beings the, the knowledge, the quality to understand and to delve into the mysteries of our bodies, to find cures? Maybe Christ is working there. But we also know that there are such things as miracles. So I think we have one of two responses to, to our faith. We have one of explaining a way, of saying it cannot be so, of a skepticism, or one of allowing Christ to come into our lives, to speak peace to us, and to know he will do whatever it takes in order to prove himself to us.